We don't have to schedule our prayers or feel pressured to perform for our Heavenly Father. Today on Better Together, Lisa Harper, Alex Seeley, Diana Nepstad, Rebecca King-Cruz, and Karen Harmon join us to talk about how to create a lifestyle of prayer. I can recall beginning my journey with the Lord at 23, being in, in that theater. Um, you know, I could still remember the smell, the thick drapes, you yeah. know, the steps leading up to the platform. I remember the seat that I would sit in. And during their prayer time, I would sit in the corner and have my, my journal, like what I normally have. I would have something to jot my thoughts down mm -hmm. because they, I was a, a very shy woman, very shy mm -hmm. girl. A, a recovering wallflower, so to speak. <laughs> and as I would sit there, I would hear, you know, the pastor preach and pray and encourage the people. Yet someone like me and my personality, it's very challenging to say what I needed to say, you know, from my heart and without crying and tearing up like I'm doing yeah. right now, you know? Yeah. So typical. Come on, Diana, get it together. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I started off with, with journaling. I would write my thoughts down as, you know, the worship band would play. But then it would translate into, you know, either in my singlehood, I had a wonderful, um, you know, spiritual mama that I lived with. Her name was Celie Mae Oldham, and she taught me how to pray. I would watch Celie her. Celie Mae sounds like a prayer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like you'd have to be a prayer. Yes. Yes. Mae. Totally. And so I would watch her demonstrate prophetic prayers to yeah. militant prayers to mm -hmm. the the sense of a gentleness in her prayers mm -hmm. weeping prayers mm -hmm. she would have her chair she would move around in her house and i can hear her her presence would fill the room mm -hmm. if i could put it that way mm -hmm. and so when i got married that all changed having life husband now children mm -hmm. now time is being taken up I don't have the luxury of now like a lot of time to just focus mm -hmm. on prayer. Mm -hmm. So that has changed throughout my life. And now I, I realize that the rhythms of prayer or a prayer life are throughout my day, not just a specific place, right. specific time, right. yeah. a specific location, or even a right. room. It's it's wherever, right. wherever I go, right. God is on the go with me. That's right. Yeah. And so right. I, I think most of the time, there was this challenge inside of me where I thought prayer was performance-based. Mm -hmm. Like you would yeah. never go to a McDonald's right. and order a cheeseburger and, and, and be hesitant to order a cheeseburger, right? Well, I think we translate that with the Lord as well. You know, like we, we go to him, but we're so hesitant to ask or make requests. Mm -hmm. So there's this performance anxiety mm -hmm. whenever we talk to him, whenever we're asked to pray for other people, if right. we're to hold hands right. and even address needs, there's a challenge. I think there's this feeling of uh, pressure. Mm -hmm. And I just learned along the way that it takes discipline to just step out and say what's from your heart, yes. yeah. what God would like for you to say, right. what God would like for you to right. pray for. And so yeah. that was my life. I think of the prayer. hesitancy in our prayer is uh, our myopic theology. Mm. If you don't believe yes, God right. is good, yeah. that whatever yeah. He has for us, even right. if we can't see around the corner, is for His glory and our good, yes. right. then you're afraid you can get it wrong. Right. But but when you're, I've always been kind of a messy kid. 
And when you know that God loves hugging messy kids, you go, well, he's going to, first of all, the Holy Spirit is interceding, not just on my behalf, but in the will of the Father. Yeah. Right. So even if I don't pray yeah. right, right, the Holy Spirit isn't going to interpret that in a way that God hears it on my behalf. I think, I think what you're saying now is so key because I think especially with women, we don't pray with authority or we don't pray trusting that he hears us. Yeah. Because we have a myopic view of God. Yeah. yeah. And it becomes either religious, so we right. come from a religious background, right. very systemic. Or we it think becomes... if he doesn't answer our request, he's mm. mad at us or yeah. he's kind of asleep at the wheel or so busy with whatever's going on yeah. with whatever Twitter war is happening that day <laughs> that he yeah. doesn't care. And it's like, no, just because God is silent in that season doesn't mean he doesn't care. He right. is working He's things not on our behalf. Yeah. Right. But I think that prayer, you know, Kierkegaard says it, it doesn't change God, it changes us. That's yeah. right. We need Jesus, the presence of God in our lives in order for us to accomplish everything that we can do for him. And so what are my dreams? I have no dreams. He is my dream. And he's the one that's writing down his life, his desire, his love for me. So he has the freedom to rewrite everything. And so that's what being changed in his presence looks like. That's what being changed when you are in prayer with him. It's not so much that, Lord, just, you know, take my Santa list and make it all come true. It's like, Lord, you have the, the ability and the freedom to rewrite anything on, in my life, the pages of my life. And so it begins to change you, it begins to change your requests. You find contentment in seasons where it's very hard. You find um, challenges a little more delightful because you know what it will produce in you. That's what being changed in His presence, especially through prayer, what happens inside of you, you leave changed. I want to um, tap into the element of your theology changing your worldview from your upbringing and all those things. Because if you came from chauvinism or a paternalistic sure. culture sure. or an abusive culture right. yeah. sure. where you were taught about God yeah. and certainly that he loved you, but there was still an element of performance or condition yeah. mm. that you do approach him that way. Right. And in your like flesh, in your default, right. 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 you know the yeah. Bible says, come boldly. Yes. Right. But your own psyche is is reacting sure. to whatever you were taught um, yeah, prior to your Christianity. Up. There's a default mm -hmm. you'll go back to. Our viewpoint of God or our picture of God, um, it's shaped by so many things. It's shaped by our uh, family experience. It's shaped by our culture. Um, unfortunately, the devil is in the mix. The devil is in the planet, always perverting and twisting and lying to us about who God is, because that's what he's done from the beginning, beginning with our forefathers, Adam and Eve. And so his intent, the enemy's intent, is to make sure we don't trust God, that we don't believe in his goodness. And God's greatest desire, his greatest need, his greatest joy is to be trusted because that's the one thing the enemy took from him when he turned humanity against him. That's why I love praying in the spirit yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. because when I feel like I'm about to get mealy mouth or low faith mm -hmm. in my mouth, right? Yep. Then I just say, Father, I just, mm, I go yeah. Shandara and I say, <laughs> pray for me what you want for me. Yeah. Because yeah. right. I know right. that'll take me into your right. will. Yeah. And then right. as I pray in the spirit, 
That's right. Then the English begins to come That's out right. in agreement right. yep. with yep. his word. That's right. Not, you know, Mealy Mouth Rebecca. And that's the whole concept of praying without ceasing. That's right. Right there. I think sometimes right. we take it so literal. Yeah. Mm. But I love what you said about praying in the spirit. Mm. Right? That to me is the quintessential definition of praying without ceasing. Yeah. You know? And I love what Smith Wigglesworth says. He says, I don't often spend half an hour in prayer at one time. But I never go more than half an hour without yeah. praying. Yeah. I, I think that my husband always, when we were first married, he would always be like, why is Alex talking to herself? And he would walk in while I was like, I love it. Whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yes. love, I'm always in conversation yes. with the Lord. Right. So yeah. now he knows. Right. It's not yes. Alex going crazy. Yes. I am, in I am praying right. all the time. And I think it's just that posture. It's the leaning in. Yes. Right. Always being aware. I think mm. sometimes we're asking for more of God when he's saying, I gave you every right. part of me. Right. Yeah. Why are you asking for more? Everything. I gave you everything. everything. The way we can be more aware of God's presence is making time to listen. I think sometimes we can go into church, worship can be going on and you can be completely distracted. Um, so you can be there in body, but you're completely away, distracted in your mind and your spirit. And I think we need to learn that God is always speaking. He's always moving and He's always calling us into relationships. So I think we have to learn to stop, pause and focus. And so many times I have gone, I want more of God. I want more of God. And God said to me, Alex, I've given you every bit of me. In fact, I've given you the spirit without limit. There's no measure to how much I've given you. So it's not that you need more of me. It actually means you just need to stop for a minute, lean in, move your affection towards me and take a minute to pause and listen. It's constantly being in communication yeah. with him yeah. and, and knowing that he is there to listen, yeah. to speak, right. yeah. but that we do have an assignment as women of God, right, right. to pray on others' behalf. Yes, we do. Mm. Yes, and it's we do. the posture of our right. heart, right. like you were that's saying. Right. Right. That's that heart transformation, yeah. right? right? And one thing I try to do now um, is I pray as the last thing I do yeah. before I go Beautiful. to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's the first thing I do yes. before yes. I open my eyes. Good habit. Yeah. Good morning, yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. 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 How good I always think the trajectory yes. is inward because he's transforming it's upward we immediately go to gratitude yeah the kind of every yeah. prayer in the psalter there's some element of gratitude even always. if they don't get what they want always it's mm. you are good you are kind you sustain yes. me and so that's yes. kind of the upward and then it does go outward yes we're praying for other people we're yes. praying for the world to change i told yes. alex i read yes. about radical cultural yes. changing prayers yes. out of Alex mm -hmm. because we do take authority. Yes. But again, there's the prayers go from pleading prayers. There are times the psalmists right. were mealy mouth. Yes. And and they right. were whiny. And I'm so right. grateful God allows that to be recorded in right. God's word right. because yes. they didn't pray perfectly. No. no. They right. prayed with hesitation. They lisped mm. before the Lord and he still inclined yeah. his ear. If I didn't have a constant conversation with the Lord throughout my day, I honestly don't know if I would make it. The amount of times that I literally talk to Him just randomly, whether it's in my thoughts or whether it's out loud or whether it's journaling, 
um, or whether it's praying for someone else, whatever it is, I cannot emphasize the importance that prayer plays in my life. And I just want to encourage anyone who's listening that feels like, man, you know, why is this prayer thing such a big deal? Because it is, and it doesn't have to be this huge production. It's literally just in your moments while you're driving, while you're sitting at the stoplight, while you're doing the dishes, while you're changing the 20th diaper, while you're in the shower, maybe you're going to the bathroom and those tiny little fingers of your kids are just under the door and you're like, I can't get a moment's peace. Wherever you find yourself, talk to the Lord. That constant, consistent awareness of His presence will change your life. One of my favorite parables on prayer, and everybody thinks it's the Lord's prayer in Luke 11, and that is a critical part of Luke 11, but it's the parable where Jesus basically explains prayer. And remember, he yeah. talks about the dad and he's inside with his children in bed and the neighbor tent comes yes. to the door. And that's where yeah. we get asked, yes. seek, and knock, which is amazing, amazing application. But if you look at the parabolic symmetry, mm -hmm. we are represented by the kids in the bed. Back then, Jewish culture, you had the family bed. So they're in bed with their daddy. Yeah. They don't have to bang on the door. Right. That that person represents an unbeliever. They are right there. So all they have to do is say, can I have a glass of water? You know, in a hotel yes. room recently, Missy, in the middle of the night, went, Mama, can I have a fruit roll-up? Yeah. She, she had fruit roll-ups left in her backpack. She couldn't sleep in the, in the She's hotel. She's not kind of cute. Oh, yes, she's yes. sucker. You know, I'm so pathologically biased about my daughter that I got up at midnight, went and dug through her backpack and got her a fruit roll-up. She didn't have to go bang on the hotel door. She's right next to me. And I love that Jesus says, here's how you pray. Right, right. Now, let me tell you a story about your proximity with a God who yes, loves you more than you right. possibly ask or imagine you go, why do we hesitate to pray since he's already leaning? He already knows what we need. Yeah. We confess it yeah. to acknowledge, I can't do this myself. I am completely dependent on you. Right. Thank you for giving right. me breath this morning. But I'm like, man, when people go, well, I don't want to pray wrong. I'm like, oh my goodness, you're <laughs> going to get your whole life wrong exactly. if you yes. don't lean in yes. and just lisp before him and know yeah. that he cleans it up on the way. But it was like what Rebecca was saying. It's our view of God right. that affects right. our right. prayers to God. Absolutely. So if you view him as a taskmaster That's who's right. ready to buff you on the right. head because you've done out of line, right. you're not going to approach him no. with boldness. You're no. going to approach him with fear. That's I right. so much inner healing with people. Right. And the way they view God is disheartening. It is. Because right. of right. their abusive father or the right. absent right. father. Right. right. Or even somebody in ministry. You know? Yes. Who, or yeah. A leader. has been abused yes. in a ministry setting. Right. So they, it's almost like you've had your hand smacked yes. by a ruler one too many right. times. And it's like, no. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's, that's not the so character God. of yeah. our Creator yeah. Redeemer. I was afraid that because people had left me and I'd experienced some abuse that um, somehow, some way, I could um, do something and I would see God walk away from me. And so I was just way too self-reliant. And so in His mercy, He made me weak. And in that season, I could not get out of bed without speaking the name Jesus. Um, I, I really couldn't function without going first to the Lord. I mean, the moment I woke up, it was just, Lord, help me. Lord, give me the capacity to make it through this day. Those days were just, you know, they were just 18 hours of prayer. I mean, it was just this continual conversation with God, not so much begging, 
But I think being so aware of my own incapacity to carry my life, I couldn't carry the weight of my life without being in constant communion with God. I go back and listen to old tapes and old preaching of people I grew up under yeah. and listen to them now. Mm -hmm. And even their ministry has sure. evolved and changed sure. with too much more grace, yeah. right? Yeah. So when I first began to realize that maybe I learned some things incorrectly or maybe I, right? Sure. God says, yes, but everybody's progressing, Rebecca. Yeah. Right. When you're 25 and called to preach. Right. You're rough and tumble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so right. even if you were misinformed yeah. right. or, God forbid, maybe abused by a controlling yeah. ministry right. or something, you know, mm -hmm. they know not what they do. You know, they yeah. did it thinking they were right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even with that immature viewpoint, God still blessed you. He still right. moved. He still answered prayers. No good prayers, thing will he withhold. You. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 It's yeah. Awesome. I love that he's so patient. That he's slow to anger. Oh, yeah. I would have mm -hmm. bopped me over the head. <laughs> <laughs> like goodness gracious, and the fact that I, I just I love that we perfection is not a prerequisite to prayer. No. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think for many of us, it's a lifestyle of prayer. It's so important that everyone has a beginning. All of us yes. in this right. room right. had had a beginning, yeah. and we can grow in our language and how right. we converse because that's what in relationship right. that's yeah. what you learn. That's right. If conversation and communication is so important for a marriage mm -hmm. and between children and between friendships, Friends. how much more right. is it important in your relationship with the Lord? Absolutely. That's what He loves. That's what He craves. That's his love language. Yeah. And at the same time, as you are growing in your faith in Christ, it's important to read your word. That's I, I remember having my beginnings of prayer at journaling. But once I started reading mm -hmm. through, say, for instance, stories of Hannah, Daniel, mm -hmm. um, Esther, when mm -hmm. she was interceding, that's a yeah. type of prayer. Through right. the Psalms, you could see Psalms. David and mm -hmm. some of the, right. the, the musicians yes. and right. lyricists that wrote these poetic, you know, um, right. Psalms. But you saw the expressions of how they viewed God. Right. Yep. So you learn yep, the, right. their point of view on how they used language, right. how they described God, how they right. um, uh, even engaged in conversation or when they got mad at people and they right. said, please chop their heads off, you know, right. their anger, their frustration. Right. But at the same time, they would always couple Thanksgiving and also, you know, their requests. So right. coupling that. And lament. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Eugene Peterson, who translated the message yep. version, yeah. paraphrase of scripture, Beautiful. has an amazing book called Praying, Using the Psalms mm. yes. as a Guide to Prayer. Mm. And so not just for people who are just learning how to pray and having their beginning point. I went back to that a few months ago and went, oh, I have not prayed through the Psalms in a yeah. while. Yeah. So I do Powerful. think using scripture mm -hmm. as a template yes. Yes. for not just how to pray, but how to inject yes. life if right. your prayer life feels dull. Yes. Uh, there's the most amazing prayers in redemptive yeah. narrative that ever. Mm, totally. Well, it's using the word of God as an authority. Right. Yes. Yes. Like, right. And I think sometimes our words, they're great, but when you pray scripture, right. yeah. 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 someone Absolutely. teaching me this and they said, when you understand your authority as a daughter mm. of the king, yeah. right. you come before God with the authority of scripture, yeah. with the Holy Spirit backing that, you mm. are able to shift atmospheres. Yes. Right. Yeah. We treat everything very naturally, but there's a supernatural mm. realm that you're 
not fighting flesh and blood like the Bible says. Right. We're, we're actually fighting and that's targeting right. principalities and powers. Yes. Yes. And right. we are getting into warfare, that, yes. that's that right. prayer warfare. When you're that's going, right. oh, I'm targeting this. And yes. I know my authority because all authority has been given to right. me. Yeah. So guess what? I'm praying according to what the scripture says. Right. And yeah. it shifts things and changes. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I love reading Luke because mm. I feel like that gives them, and you're a theology person. You can correct <laughs> me on this because I may be saying something <laughs> wrong. But for me, the regular person, I love reading Luke because to me it depicts a beautiful example of when Jesus prayed. I feel like he kind of tells us a little bit more than the other gospels about how Jesus prayed and what he prayed for and different things like that. And y'all know I'm a logical person and he must right? (laughs) And so a couple of years ago when I was trying to figure out what does a lifestyle of prayer really look like? What does that look like for me? How can I kind of formulate this into some steps that can help me? And you mentioned this Thanksgiving requests, Mm -hmm. repentance. A lot of times that's what my prayers consist of. Guidance from the Holy Spirit. You touched Mm. on that earlier. I need clarity on a decision, Father. And most of all, I think my most favorite prayer, other than warring, is exaltation. Yes. yes. Honoring yeah. Him, right. magnifying Him, yes. glorifying Him, telling Him how good He yeah. is, not just for what He's done, That's right. but for who He is. The first probably five years of my Christian experience, and after having the experience of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I would do the one hour. I would get up in the morning, and pray the Lord's Prayer as a template for my prayer life, beginning with worship and moving through the the process of honoring God, requesting our needs, praying for protection, forgiving my enemies, um, and all the things that were included in the Lord's Prayer. And it became a grounding place for me uh, and a launching pad to then move into intercession praying in the Spirit, interceding for other people, prayers of binding and loosing, prayers of deliverance. And God taught me a lot as a really young Christian about the power and the effect of prayer. And that's yeah. why he taught yeah. them how to pray. Right. It's like, I need you to look to me first. Right, right. I will be right. That's right. You're putting me in the rightful place. Right. Yes. So now you're not looking at your problem or the issues. You're looking at right. me. You're right. saying, our Father, you know, hallowed right. be thy name. That's yeah. that glory. And then it's right. your kingdom done. Yeah. You know, right. your will be done on earth as it is heaven. Yeah. Then it's asking. Yeah. And right. then there's actually repentance in there too. There's always yeah. I think always. we always have to yeah. always yeah. with looking that we've got the specks yeah. out of our own eyes. Right. Right. Yes. So that right. we're clean before yes. the Lord. So yeah. he How many us. times have y'all gone before the Lord yeah. because you want to pray for somebody who stepped on your bruise? <laughs> and in the process of praying, yeah. they'll change. You're like... Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, he's yeah. like, you deal with your kindness. He's, he's like, actually, yeah. let me reveal a little something, something in you. Right. Yeah. Handle this. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, not with we'll you. handle yeah. it. Yeah. Prayer is to me like, it is like spiritual chiropractor. It is. Yeah. So let me pray with you so you can not only have a hunger, but that God will do a work in you as you pray and begin to pursue prayer for your own um, development. Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much for the person who's watching right now. Some of them are feeling challenged. Some of them don't even have a prayer life. Most um, churches, prayer has become extinct. It has become almost like a, a closet where you could stow away things. But Lord, I pray that you will remove 
um, the stuff and the junk out of that closet and begin to revisit the place of prayer, not only in the local church, not only in the leader's life, but for those who are claiming that they love you. And so, Lord, I'm praying for the man and the woman that's wanting to dive into prayer. Lord, that you would open the desire and begin to feed it and begin to give them a strategy, pick a time and a place and make it so tangible that they have the presence of God with them.